0: Thank you.
1: I love that video. I think it's a powerful reminder, right, that we have so much to be thankful for. I'm going to say that again. It's a powerful reminder that we have so much to be thankful for. Yes. Amen. I love that first scene, right? He's wrapped up. Remember, he's wrapped, he tears it open. What's the first thing he says? He's like, I'm alive. I'm alive. When was the last time, right, you woke up with that kind of gratitude? When you have that moment, you realize like, I'm still here, right? I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm alive. I know some of you. I know your stories. Some of you, it's a miracle. Think about it. If God wouldn't have performed that miracle in your life, you wouldn't even be here. Anyone know what I'm talking about? A near-death experience, an accident, an incident. Anyone? If anyone had something like that happen in your life, just raise your hand up high. Look around, right? This is like 30, 40% of the group. Go ahead and put them down. Here we are, right? What a gift. Pastor Randy, I love what Pastor Randy says. You guys have heard it before. Say it with me. Every day is a precious gift from God. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Tear it open. One more time. Because Randy always likes to repeat things anyway. So, every day is a precious gift from God. Dot, dot, dot. Tear it open. When was the last time that you allowed your breath To be taken away by the gift of life. When was the last time you got up in the morning with thankfulness, with gratitude in your heart, and you tore it open? I'm challenged by that. I'm challenged by that. I hope you are as well. One of the first things I said to our group in Israel, and again, Israel trip was was amazing, but I think it was day two or day three. And I, I, I I said, don't lose the awe and wonder. Make sure that you keep the awe and wonder throughout the trip. Allow yourself to be amazed. Don't take anything for granted. I think in our lives it's important that you don't take anything for granted. But instead, be grateful, be in awe and wonder for everything that you have. Scripture in the book of James, he says, Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or go to that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then you vanish. Instead, you ought to say, you know, if it's the Lord's will, we will live. When was the last time we we talked like that, right? And we'll say things like, if it's the Lord's will you know, we're going to go on a trip to Mexico. Or if it's the Lord's will, we get the third car. But when was the last time, if it's the Lord's will, we will live. And we'll do this or do that. None of us have been guaranteed tomorrow, but we have today. I've been working through this message all week. That's why I'm freaking out on the piano, because I've allowed the Lord to wrestle in my heart that this is a gift Today is a gift. Being with you today, that's a gift. A gift from the Lord. And it fills my heart with joy and thanksgiving. All in wonder that I woke up and I could tear it open and say, I'm still here. I'm alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In fact, just for the practice of it all, and because we're not so good at it, why don't you just turn to the person next to you and tell them that you're thankful for them. You might have to go a couple of rows away. But just let them know. Person on the other side, just let them know you're thankful for them. Some of you are going to have to shout it out, right? I'm thankful for you. There you go. I'm thankful for you too, Deanna. (laughs) Thankful, happy, grateful. Even as I was preparing this message, I was just thinking, it's good for my heart, because I can get grumpy. I I can get grumpy with the best of them. Uh, The playroom, anyone ever have... As a parent, ever have a playroom? You ever open the door to that playroom? You're like, kids, Ava, Addy, get in here. Right, you ever been there? Living room, room? yeah. (laughs) Another one, stains on the carpet. Like I told you, we don't eat food downstairs. That's never coming out. She has a cleaner. You know, this week, I, again, I, this is what I love about being a pastor, because I get to wrestle with this stuff ever, long before I ever get to say it to anybody else. I, I just began to be amazed by the precious gifts in my life. I have three children, Trevin, Ava, Addie, my wife, who's working her tail off right now over at a Valley Medical Center as an ER tech in the emergency room. I'm thankful for them. In your own life, even as I'm speaking, just what are you grateful for? Who are you grateful for? Even now, most of you have your phones out anyways. Just send a text to that person. Just let them know, I'm thankful for you. I- I'm grateful for you. I'm so happy that you're in my life. So who are we grateful for? But also, who are we grateful to, right? Who receives our gratitude? Who receives our thanksgiving? And hopefully it's the Lord, right? Right? Lord Jesus, I thank you. Lord Jesus, I'm so grateful for. Lord Jesus, thank you. Praise you. Worship you. Hopefully it's the Lord. Hopefully it's the Lord. You know he's worthy of it. Did you know he's worthy of your praise? And he's worthy of your thanksgiving. He's worthy of a heart that is full of gratitude. He by the way is the one who makes all this even possible. 1st Timothy declares that it's God who gives all or gives life to all it's God who gives life to all things we got in the Acts uh, book of Acts chapter 17 Paul is ministering to the people in Athens and he says this about God he says that God himself gives to all mankind life and breath and what and everything everything he's worthy of praise he's worthy of a heart full of thanksgiving because he has given you everything everything Everything. You ever think that's a big part of what we do on Sunday mornings, right? You ever wonder why do we do so much singing? Why why do we spend so much time singing all these songs? There's a lot of reasons why we sing. But a huge part of singing is to thank God for life. A huge part of it is to thank God specifically for this day. Some of you have already gone past this day and you're already worrying about tomorrow. May this be from the Lord to you. Stop in the name of Jesus. Rewind and get back into a thankfulness for here and now in the name of Jesus. That's why we sing. That's why we worship. I love that about church because sometimes when you wake up, you're just not thankful for anything. You ever been there? I'm a dangerous person when I wake up. I am so grumpy. I am so thankful for the Word of God. And it's like I am in an emergency crisis mode when I wake up because I'm just negative Nancy. I need the Word of God. I need the Holy Spirit. I need church. Aren't you thankful for church? That you can come in on a Sunday morning and, yeah, you were a grumpy and you had your arms folded. You had that frown and no one wanted to be anywhere close to you because, ah! But then worship happened and it stirred your heart. And it softened your heart and it broke down your defenses and broke down your walls. You said, oh God, oh God, forgive me. Oh God, oh God, humble me. And you worship the Lord. And in a sweetly broken, you come before the Lord in vulnerability and humility. And you just begin to say, God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God. You begin to worship him. You begin to give him praise. You begin to just sing to the Lord, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. If you're not there, by the way, and you still aren't sweetly broken, that's one of the more scary and dangerous and miserable places to be. But I believe in the power of God to break us sweetly before the Lord where we come back to that place of thankfulness. That's what worship, I think, a big part, a big part of worship is all about. You, You hear this in many of our songs, just this thankfulness and this gratitude. I just want to sing a couple of... Them, if you know them, you can sing along.
2: Today is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I won't worry about tomorrow. Trusting in what you say. Today is the day that you have made. You believe a church. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I won't worry about tomorrow. Trusting in what you say. Jay is the day Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. You're worthy, Lord Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for You, Lord We live for you. Lord, I give you my arm. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have Your way in me. Lord, I give You my heart and I give You my soul. I live for You alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. Lord, have your way in me. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise that you overrear. In our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise that you overrear. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise at your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. Great all you, Lord. Great are you, Lord.
1: And it's powerful. It changes the atmosphere of the room. Our mindsets, our attitudes... Stirred up to where we don't take anything for granted, but instead in awe and in wonder, we thank the Lord for all of it. All of it. In thanksgiving, in praise to God for life, for breath, for the things and the people in our lives. I love that last song. It's your breath in our lungs. Right? Everything that I am, everything that I have, it's all from you, Lord. You, the author of life, it's your breath in me. So what do I do? I pour out my praise. What else could I do but to praise you, Lord, the author of life? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. It talks about this breath of life. At the very beginning of the Bible, it says, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils. He breathed into your nostrils. What did he breathe? He breathed the breath of life. And man and woman, we became a living soul. So we thank God for that. We thank him he breathe the breath of life into our lungs. Amen? And yet we struggle, don't we? We struggle to be thankful. We struggle. We grumble. We complain. Our hearts grow cold. Our hearts grow bitter. Our hearts grow angry. And we're all susceptible to that. But I want to spend the rest of our time just giving us some thoughts from Scripture to help us get back to this place of praise, of worship, of awe and wonder, of Thanksgiving, thankfulness to God. First, I want to say this. To live a life of thankfulness, it is so healthy for us to remember who is dependent on who in this great equation of life. I want to say that again. It's so important for us to remember who is dependent on who in this great equation of life. We, right, we are the ones who depend on him. He is the author of life. He is the one that breathes life into us. We did not give life to God. God gave life to us. We are not the creator. We are the created. And we give back to the creator, the author of life. And so as created beings, ones who are not God, we must remember, I must remember, that we do not have the perspective that God has on the things of life. And by the way, all of us are going through various trials I think one of the greatest things of the enemy is he convinces you that you're the only one that's having a hard time. As a pastor, I'm just here to tell you, everyone's having a hard time. Circumstances can be really hard. I'm trying not to even look at anyone because the reality in this room alone, almost every one of you is going through something that's extremely challenging and hard. But whatever it is, you don't get to see it from his level. You've heard this verse before Isaiah 55 verse 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth. You heard this one before? God says, what does He declare? He says, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts, declares the Lord, are higher than your thoughts. And so as created beings, we don't always understand it all. We don't get the privilege of seeing how all the different things get to work together. And this, I don't know if you've noticed, but this can challenge our thankfulness to our Creator. Because we're here, right? This is this is what I know. This is my life. And all I can see is what is in front of me. And sometimes I'm not so thankful for what I see in front of me. Right? So things happen and they cause us to question God. Question the goodness and the love of God. Many of you, you are there in your life. But it's even worse than that, by the way hate to break it to you. It's even scarier than that. Because the longer you journey on this earth, not only do you realize that you don't understand it all, but you also come to realize that you can't control it all. Have you ever tried to control your life? But we're not in control, are we? We are not the creator of it all. We are not the one who created the heavens and the earth. We are not the one who breathed the breath of life into humanity. We are not in control. And so if we want to live these lives of thanksgiving, of gratitude and thanks, as people who do not understand it all, but also people who are not in control of it all, then we have to come to a place of faith. A place of faith where we put our trust in the One who is. Faith and trust in the One who is. Trust that the One who created all of this That it's not just some accident of chaos. It's not just some creation of random chance. But that He came in and He created it all with design and purpose and intentionality. And we can trust that He and He alone, He knows how each piece needs to come together. We can trust in the Lord. Proverbs 3, you've heard it before. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, submit to Him. Trust in the Lord. Place your life into his hands. Give him not just today, but all of your tomorrows. Trust his word. Trust in his goodness. Trust in his kindness. Trust in his care and his concern for those who have been made in the very image of God. So one of the keys to living this life of Thanksgiving is to trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. In my 14 years of full-time ministry, I've had so many conversations with people who struggle with this. Struggle with this idea of trusting God. And there's various reasons why people don't trust God. more, More than I have time to talk about today. But one very, very common reason for this lack of trust is we struggle to believe that God is good. We struggle in the goodness of God. And one of the verses that often gets brought up in these conversations or discussions when people are struggling, especially with the goodness of God, is Romans eight twenty eight. Romans eight twenty eight. And you can put it up on the screen and it goes, Pastor Dan, I, I thought all things worked together for good. But Dan, this doesn't feel good. Right? You ever been there before? Like I, I thought it all worked together for good, but this doesn't feel good. And so we wrestle. We wrestle with trusting in the goodness of God. But I just want to say this, and I say this over everyone in this room, including myself. One of the greatest problems that we got going for us in America is that we got so much going for us in America. We don't realize how good we have it in America because America is all we know. By the way, that's why short-term missions trips are so important. Because what? You, You get a glimpse of how most of the world actually lives, and it wrecks you. In the healthiest of ways, it wrecks you because you see things you've never seen before. And it challenges the way that you live in America. In America, that video, that's our expectation, right? Come on, let's be honest. If any of those things weren't working or we didn't have, you know how grumpy we would be. How irritated we'd be if if we didn't have hot water, if we didn't have our coffee, if we didn't have our car, if we didn't have our suitcase or our breakfast. Can you imagine the irritation that would begin to rise up within us? That's our expectation. Yeah. I was just reading it this week. If you make 60,000 a year, six, zero, 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 60,000 000 a year, you are in the top 0.19 percent of the richest people in the world. If you make 30,000 a year, three zero 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 zero, thirty thousand 30,000 a year, you are richer than over 98 percent of the world's population. Over 98 of the world's population. We have so much in America. We have things in abundance. We've just spent this last weekend shopping and shopping and shopping so much in abundance. We take things for granted that people all over this world would see as the absolute luxuries of life. Simple things like clean drinking water. And yet we still struggle. We do. Right. And we got issues and we got problems, and in those struggles, we question the goodness of God, right? When our bosses mean, when we lose the raise, when the stock market falls, we, we cry out, how could a good God let this happen? And these, ato- these disappointments, they just come in and they attack that spirit of thanksgiving. And, and by the way, those things matter. Those things, the things that matter to you, they matter to God. He, he loves you. He cares for you. He cares about your needs. He cares about the things that affect you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. But especially, and I hope you can follow me on this one, especially when you're reading verses like Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We have to remember the perspective of most people who hear these words. They are people who are hurting and suffering in ways you could never imagine. Many people are just trying to make sure they have enough food for the day. According to the Food Aid Foundation, nearly 800 million people in this world right now do not have enough food to lead healthy, active lives, meaning they are malnourished. Almost 800 million. Right now, people around this world are are just wondering and hoping to have a safe place to rest their head for tonight's sleep. According to Habitat for Humanity, 1.6 billion people, billion with a B, Live in inadequate shelter. Imagine their perspective on Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I want to show you a video. This video is from Megiddo. Megiddo. John talks about Megiddo. You've heard it said as Armageddon. This is the valley of Armageddon, and we are standing on Megiddo. The first recorded battle in history is from this place. We also know that the last great battle will be fought right here in this place. But in Megiddo, listen to this. In Megiddo, they have found 25 layers of civilization. That's amazing. 25 layers. 25 different civilizations that have risen, but also have fallen at this one place. Battle after battle after battle after battle. After battle. As I was watching that video, it reminded me this week that for most of human history, the fear wasn't about traffic on the interstate or spiders in the bathtub, though I am terrified when I find a spider in the bathtub. But what did they fear? They feared for their lives, they feared that they would be conquered by those who hated them. Early Christians, by the way, they had those same fears as they were suffering unjust persecution by those who hated them. But the Word of God it spoke loudly into those situations. The Word of God spoke loudly to the martyrs of 2,000 years ago. And I want to encourage you, it speaks loudly into whatever you're going through today. The Word of God still speaks. I want you to imagine a man or woman. Colby, if you wouldn't mind, come on that. Just picture a man or a woman, they're devastated by the things of life. Maybe their child died, maybe their spouse has left them, maybe they've lost their house, maybe they lost their job. These are things that have happened to many of you in this room. But then it gets even worse. You go further into persecution that Christians have experienced throughout history, throughout the world, that includes the murder of loved ones, of friends and family members, merely because they profess Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. And so you're on your knees, and you don't know what to do. But now listen to what Paul says to every person who is a follower of Christ. Yes, I will read Romans eight twenty-eight, But I also want to read the two verses that come before it. The Spirit helps in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things. God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. See, that's a powerful passage, my friends. No matter what you're going through, God is with you. He's not distant. He's not aloof. He cares for you. You can cast your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. You draw near to the Lord. The Lord will draw near to you. And He is interceding interceding for you. And in all things, God works for the good for those who love Him. Even what the enemy meant for evil, Jesus turns it for your good. Turns it for your good. He's not going to waste a single tear. A couple of verses later, the same chapter. Same chapter. Chapter 8. A couple of verses later, this is what He says. He goes, Christ Jesus died. No, more than that. He who was raised to life, He is at the right hand of God. And is also interceding for you. I have a question for you, he'd say. Who shall separate you from the love of Christ? Who? Who shall trouble? Your trouble? Your hardship? You ever been through a hardship before? I have. I think everyone in this room can say, yeah. Nope, can't separate you. Persecution? Can it separate us from the love? Nope. Famine? The hunger pains of starvation? Seeing your loved ones die because they simply did not have enough food can't separate you from the love of Christ. Nakedness. Danger. Maybe the sword. Maybe the sword could cut you off from His presence. No. What could separate us? Well, it's written, for your sake, man, we face death all day long. man. Sometimes I feel like a sheep. A sheep. Considered to be slaughtered. No. No. In the name of Jesus, no. In all these things, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. I say no, because I am convinced, Paul would write, that neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever, ever, ever be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Scripture, it comes in and it sweeps in. Have you ever had that moment where you were devastated and Scripture rushes in like a mighty wind and it comes in and it encourages you? It encourages the brokenhearted, the discouraged, the despaired, that no one can tell them the right thing. But God, by His Word, comes in and the one gripped by fear and anxiety, the one gripped just finally comes to a place of faith. And they rise up. And they stand. They place their trust in God, not because everything's perfect, not because all their, answer, their questions are answered, but they believe, though at times it feels like I'm facing death all day long, though at times it feels like I'm just a sheep getting ready to be slaughtered. I'm going to trust that in Christ, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm going to trust that in Christ, nothing, even death itself can ever separate me from the love of God. Thank you, Colby. When I gave this, when I worked on this this week, I felt like this was to prepare you for the rest of your life. I felt like that's the word the Lord gave me. I didn't share this first service. That you be strong in the faith. That no one, not even the enemy himself, is going to separate you from the love of God in Christ. Because of Christ, we can give thanks to our Lord. He is good and his love endures forever. We can give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. We can give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. We can rejoice always, we can pray continually, we can give thanks in all circumstances because in Christ we win. You win. When those Coptic Christians, the 21 that had their heads uh, cut off, they were winning in Christ. They're victorious in Jesus Christ. We don't even we we just fail to grasp this that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. They cannot separate us. For the love of God that is found in Jesus. We win. And though it feels overwhelming and scary. And sometimes you don't know what to do. You can life spring in faith. You can trust the Lord. You can trust and give thanks. That He sees the bigger picture. He sees the bigger picture. You are not God. But He is. And He's a good God. Who understands it all. He sees it all. And He is in control. And there's going to be a day when He comes back. And if you persevere in the faith, as you talked about, Wayne, if you persevere, you will stand in faith in victory in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Church, I want to sing a little bit more. If you would stand up, we're going to sing to the Lord. Just praise His name. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endures forever.
2: Life is the gift, and the giver is good. Life is the gift, and the giver is good. Life is a gift and the giver is good. Life is a gift and the giver is good. Whoa! Life is a gift and the giver is good. Do you believe a church? Life is a gift and the giver is good.
0: Life is a gift, and the giver is good. Life is a gift, and the giver is good. And now, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich of what the Lord has done for us. The Lord has done.
2: God, we, we exalt Thee, Thee. Your worthy Lord. Oh, oh, Lord, the Giver of life, we praise You. We, we exalt Thee. Thee, and we, we exalt. Everything I have is yours, Lord. We praise your name. We We exalt thee. Thee. We trust in you, Lord. Lord.
3: In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through our wordless groans and he searches our hearts and knows the minds of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God i just feel like the holy spirit this morning has been gently but lovingly placing his finger in some places where we've lost hope feel weak struggle to give thanks, struggle to rise above our circumstances where we've struggled to stand firm. And I just want to give a time of prayer this morning. I want you to be able to walk out of here and speak into your own spirit, speak to your own soul and say, rise up in me, rise up in gratitude, rise up in thankfulness, exalting. if there's been that thing that has stopped you, if there's been that thing that says, has your eyes focused on something other than thanking the Lord? I just want to pray. I just want to pray this morning. We're going to make ourselves available after service for prayer, but even even now, if that's you, would you just raise your hand real quick? I just want to pray for you this morning. Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. Yes. Let's just pray. Lord, i just thankful, Lord. Lord, I'm thankful, God, for... Uh, A fresh word that comes in and reminds me of my need for you. Reminds me that in this great equation, that it is I who needs you. And this morning we've even acknowledged that we need you. Church, I'm just going to ask you now, I'm just going to have a moment. And I'm going to ask you to quietly, you don't even need to know what it's for. Just quietly pray in the spirit for the person on your left and your right. Pray for them, not for yourself, pray for their needs this morning that the Lord would just continue to move. Lord, for those who raised their hand, Lord, we ask You to... You've put Your finger on something this morning, Lord, that, that Your Holy Spirit can counsel and give wisdom for. And so we receive it, and we ask in Jesus' name that You would complete that thing. Help our brothers and sisters over that hump. That we might again place our hope in You, in a living Savior who is worthy. Lord, though I may be poor, I want to say to you, I am thankful and rich in you. Though I may be weak, I want to say I am thankful and strong in you. speak to my own soul this morning and I say rise up in me old man rise up in me with gratitude and thankfulness and hope and hope and hope thank you Lord thank you Lord let's just sing this again this morning
2: I exalt I exalt